What is going on, comic book movie fans? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema. This is where we bring you the best comic book movie content. Today, I'm joined by James, George, and John for a special edition of Comic Book Cinema. Today, we're going to discuss a simple topic. It's a topic that I think uh, the gentlemen that are with me today, are. it's a very appropriate crowd. I would say that James, James Herod stays relatively up to date and and watches all the Marvel movies, all the DC films. He's very familiar. He owns most of them, probably all of them. John Paul and George, on the other hand, do not share, do not share that same passion, and that's okay. Everybody has their own taste in films. Today, I want to discuss a topic that I think is very pertinent, and it's something as a fan myself that I worry about, which I probably shouldn't, but I worry about it. And the simple fact is, or what it is basically is this. <clears throat> I worry that comic book movies have gotten to a point now yes. where the general consumer, the, the general moviegoer, feels intimidated to go into a movie like, I don't know anything about this universe. I haven't seen the 25 movies that come before this. I don't know anything about this, these new characters, the Eternals. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. I don't know anything about Doctor Strange, maybe even, you know? Nothing. So I want to get no, you guys' no. perspective. Like if, let's say today, if I ask you four, I know James. James is pretty on point. He knows he knows his stuff. But John and George, if I asked you guys, hey, let's go see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in theaters this weekend, what would you say, or what would you think? Would you feel intimidated by the back catalog of all the Marvel movies that are out there? I would know what was going on, but I guess I would still go. Yeah, I don't. It's too much. Too much. I'd to ask if you're paying for my morning. tickets, John. I'd pay for your tickets, George. Uh, I'd probably be like, well, I still don't want to go. I probably got some chores or anything else better to do than to watch these movies. I'd probably see what was happening on ESPN or something like that first. What is the last comic book movie you saw? Superman 4, Quest for something. Before that. Newt Man, The Adventures of Newt Man. Uh, we watched Logan together about four or five months ago. We did. You forced me to watch Logan. We had a good time. Yep, we, we you've always liked the character of Wolverine and Wolverine, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman especially. We like I like I do like Wolverine, but I didn't know that was part of this uh, series. Well, Wolverine is a Marvel character, and you know the X Men. That was a property that was owned by Fox, but recently Fox was acquired by Disney, who owns all the other Marvel characters. So now at this point, they have access to all their characters, with the exception of Spider Man. Why does John keep muting himself? That's so tacky. He's <laughs> acting like we're in a conference meeting or something with a major global billionaire Ooh. company. So, so like you know, you know, John, like it's let's go for me. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of pretty much all the movies. I mean, I think like growing up at some point, not all of us, but many of us, you know, we we love superheroes, right? Like it's just a it's just a yep. thing. Whether it's a you know whatever, it's it's a kid thing, right? Like superheroes are cool. And then with, with the new universe of movies and what they've been, I believe, trying to do like cinematically is kind of like somehow almost try to bring it to the real world. Like it could exist, right? Like not this like off the wall, total fantasy world that we lived in back in the days when we did read a few comics or we were watching the cartoons on TV and all that stuff, right? It like kind of made it real. And when um, you say I mean, real, you're talking about putting it on film. You're not saying yeah. like, keeping it grounded and, and based in reality. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Putting on putting on film in a way where 
not necessarily like it's it's not it's not grounded in reality of like yeah that's a real thing but it, it kind of puts you in a mindset of like it almost feels like like this is kind of if it was a real thing this is kind of how it would be you know what yeah. i mean like versus like what you watched in cartoons as a kid and all that stuff they, they look at it from um, a real world perspective what, exactly like, as a comparison you have movies from the 80s like superman for the quest for peace you know they don't really look at the consequences of things or what it would really be like if nuclear man and superman fought in the city versus 2013's man of steel you have superman fighting zod john you saw this movie back in 2013 i think george did too which anyway there's a ton of there's a ton of collateral damage because they take a look at it from a different lens a lens that's they're trying to you know what would this really be like and, and that's why a lot of people had a problem with jonathan kent which is superman's father for the uninitiated but you know they didn't like how kevin costner was basically trying to keep things a secret from the public which if you think about it, we're all fathers except for uh, George. But we Nick have kids. is the real father. <laughs> true, true. We well, we well have kids, and uh, you know we would want to protect our kid because at that point he didn't know what Superman's limitations were, Clark's limitations. You know he didn't know what he could and could not do, and he didn't want his his son to get taken by the government. That's why he was trying to tell his son to be so secretive about his powers and the bus full of children falls into the river and he pulls it out. And his father's like kind of getting on to him. And he's like, what should I have done? Let him drown. And his father's like, maybe. I think like to get back kind of to the original question, I would say that, yeah, I guess it would be a little overwhelming. Like if you told somebody, Hey, come watch, you know, the new Dr. Strange with me and they hadn't, and they were even just a few years behind. Yeah. Um, there would definitely be some moments where they'd be like, well, I don't, I don't really get it. But I do think that it's just because it's matured so much, right? Yeah. Like we're at we're at a point now where there's really no other route. You know, if you think you go back to kind of when it first started, you could kind of maybe miss a couple and get away with it. If you neglect watching one of the shows on Disney Plus, there might be something that you miss, like in one of the new movies that comes out that was in there, and it might not be completely relevant. You know, but I do think they feel it, they do a good job of making the movies like accessible enough. You know what I mean? Accessible enough where it's not just completely impossible to go enjoy it, even if you're not keeping up with it. I think ultimately, it like it really doesn't matter if you miss them because the end result is never in doubt. They all end the same way. It, I could miss every Disney show and go to the movies, and I would still be able to like predict the ending and what's going to happen. And the comedy that comes with it. I think that's like, I don't even care following them because they're all, they all follow a formula that's like predictable. And as much as they try to make it edgy, like it's not, it's not edgy. It's a comic book. So I, I'll tune in, but like the most recent Spider Man, it was kind of boring to me. It was boring. Yeah, I thought so. And like all the Spider-Mans fought each other. Yeah, all the different interpretations of Spider-Man since uh Toby Maguire were on them in the same film. That's what I want to talk about with you guys. Like, so John, you feel like it is a cookie cutter, super predictable blueprint that they use for every single movie. That's kind of where you're at with it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, like, even when I do go see them. I'm just kind of bored by them. 
and I'll end up like kind of wanting to go to sleep. Did uh, you guys see Avengers Infinity War? Yeah, it was good. Did you feel like, but like standalone like, movies are different. Did you feel like that was predictable at the end of the film when Thanos won and everyone died? Uh, no, no, that was different. But again, the standalone movies are gonna be different though. Like they're they're all gonna. Is Thanos that rock hard warrior? He's the purple guy, the big purple guy. He he collects all the stones. I think we watched part of that, but I don't think you watched the whole thing, George. I think I tried to force you to watch some of it. John, the only time I watch any of those comedy movies is whenever I'm with a good friend like you that just tells me what all is happening the whole time, and then like it's it's fantastic because like we're together and we love it, but. I think I'm just like, I think I could have been into it. Kind of like James said, it's so much that I would have to know on my own that I'm completely lost. Even when we watched Nuke Man, I feel like there were some things that were like kind of alluding to these other storylines that like I didn't understand. Like Lois, I didn't know who that broad was. So I was completely lost. I didn't know who Lois was. I thought, hey, not everybody knew what that was. You know, like some chick, but she acted like she knew Superman. Better than the other broad that was in there, you know? Yeah, so in those older films, and not just in the films, but in the comics as well, and, and the newer movies as well, Lois is always known to be Superman's love interest, right? She's like... She his, seemed like she loved him more, though. And I mean... he blinded her. He, he cleared her brain off. And yeah, he did do some messed up stuff. That, He's like, that you're that not going to need those memories or these. <laughs> <laughs> or these, or these. But I think that that's, that's the evolution from that time period till now. You know, they've changed so much. And it's like like James was saying, they base these movies a lot more in the real world. Not that they're realistic by any, mean, by any stretch of the means, but it's just a fantastical fantasy story that takes place trying as much as they can to ground it in our real world. I do kind of see John Paul's point a bit. And for me personally, a movie being predictable is not the end of the world. But I will say that I can't, even me being such an expert in Marvel, I can't go into every Marvel movie and predict every single little thing that's going to happen. Sure, I might get some things right. I might get the grand finale right, which is kind of rare in itself. But I mean, I think that if John was really honest with himself, he would think that they're a little less predict predictable. I mean, I do see the point that he's trying to make. And uh, I know that you, John Paul, had a lot of issues with the first Avengers. And I think that most people that aren't super fans felt the same way. They felt like it was just a cookie cutter, super predictable film. I thought it was lazy. Anytime they're recreated, like, because <clears throat> that's when they brought in Loki, right? They like made Loki the main bad guy in the first one. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Well, they. they 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 introduced him in the first Thor movie, but then they brought him back as the main villain in Avengers. Yeah, I I just thought it was lazy, and it was such high expectations. And then Loki is like your main bad guy, and I know you got to get to the next movie, but I'm not saying I can predict every single aspect of Marvel or DC or whatever. But just generally, all that said, I really enjoyed the last Batman. Like I thought it was super good. Robert Pattinson. Like, yeah, like up there with really? the dark, up there with the Dark Knight, honestly, in my opinion. Great film. It's not as good as the Dark Knight, but it's really, really, really good. The fact that I even wondered if it was as good as that, like I think, shows just. Yep. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward, looking forward to watching that soon. 
Yeah. So we won't talk about it too much then because I know George hasn't probably seen it either, but (laughs) (laughs) that's going to be the new thing right there, man. (laughs) I love it. No, I didn't want to see that Twilight twat on my. Dude, he's so good. He was so good in Tenet. And so I had to see. I had to see Tenet as Batman. Yeah, that's a new Christopher Nolan film. I think that a lot of people just a lot, that's, a lot more movies than I do. That's the problem with uh, you know a lot of people had that that assumption of Robert Pattinson like oh the the Twilight boy, <laughs> but he's he's been in a lot of movies since Twilight and he's become a great actor and he was yeah, he was great. Good. Honestly, well I'm not going to get into details because James hasn't seen it, but uh, maybe tell him about it, John. Perhaps John and I can talk about that later, but. Is there anything else we can do, John, to hang out tonight besides watch that movie? Because what are we going to eat? Yeah, what are we going to eat, John? I ain't trying to see Doctor Strange. First of all, you need to come with a better thing. Like I don't know what Doctor Strange is about. Sounds strange. Well, that's the thing, though. This new Doctor Strange movie is going to be like a big deal. Rumored, there's going to be lots of crazy characters that are going to pop up that you would never expect. One character that's all but confirmed, George, is going to be Nuke Ball from uh, from X Men, Doctor Charles Xavier. What they should bring in is Nuke Man, and then I may be interested. That's DC, the, George. That's not I don't know what that means. But <laughs> so you would no, have to John, John. Let me answer the question. Okay. If you were, <laughs> let me answer. I just would simply just probably say, you know, John, if we could go do anything else. I'd prefer that. But if you really want to go see this movie, you know, let me ask my wife first. If you asked me to go see Doctor Strange, I probably wouldn't know really what to say at first because I don't know any of the background knowledge. So I just be like, all right, John, well, you're going to have to literally tell me everything, which we usually have a good time anyway with you just filling me in. But, you know. So it would be a tall task for you. Like you would just be probably thinking to yourself, like, I don't know if I really want to go see that because, first of all, like you said, I don't know the character of Doctor Strange. And I don't know like any of the backstory or what's supposed to be going on. That's that's kind of what I fear. But Marvel have gotten themselves to a point where characters like Iron Man, first of all, in their universe currently, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen 2018's uh, Avengers Endgame, or 2019, I'm sorry. Have I Iron seen it? Iron Man dies. And that's like one of their main characters. And... Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, you know, Captain America goes back in time and becomes a really old man and has to end up retiring, basically, and giving his shield to the Falcon. So a lot of your main characters that they started the universe off with are now either dead. Black Widow died. Um, so, I feel like I've seen all the movies now. Well, I didn't even see them. There we go. That's the thing. Like, now that it's almost like they're getting to a point where they can either restart everything, which would kind of be boring, it's almost like that Spider-Man <laughs> where, we, where we literally got a retelling of the Spider-Man story like five, six years later. You don't want to see that. So Marvel's at a point now where they're trying to just, you know what? Hey, we don't have to reboot Spider-Man, reboot Iron Man. We're just going to give you a Moon Knight TV show. Okay. I don't know who Moon Knight is. Even somebody like me who's been a follower of Marvel for years and years and years. But I'm intrigued. You got Oscar Isaac. You know, you got a cool looking character. So I'm on board. I think that they're at that point now where they're starting to dabble in characters that have never been messed with in the movie world. And honestly, I think that's that's fine. But at the same time, when they continue to build and build and build, 
it further alienates poor folks like John Paul and George uh, George Master Peabody. I'm an alien. I am Freaka. I'm experiment. <laughs> I am father now. This is the this is the main reason I would be like someone interested. Like Kel for like she just is not interested in it. And that doesn't help that your wife doesn't it, like. Like, it. like there are other girls that like we go to church with that she's around whatever. They're like. We literally discussed it the other night, and they were like, yeah, our favorite movie is this and that. I looked over at her, and she was just like, nope. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. But, like, I feel I feel like, for real, I'm, like, way too far behind until I ever catch up. I watched, like, you told me literally the order in which to watch all those comic book movies, and I tried, like, I watched. I forget if you told me to watch them in the actual order that they came out or in chronological order of how it would happen. That's the like, one that they came out is the one that I recommend usually. Yeah. And you gave me like which first 10 to watch in order. And I made it to like, I think I watched through three, whichever uh, Captain America movie that was very early on. I watched, uh, what's the one with the, the superhero chick? What was her? Uh, Captain Oh, you watched it in chronological order then. You didn't, yeah, because Captain Marvel came out in 2018. Okay, I watched it in chronological order. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't recommend watching it in chronological order. I don't like Captain Marvel, and I also don't like um, watching that in chronological order because it, I just don't like that. Do you, do, how do you feel about watching the Marvel movies in chronological order, James? I mean, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it does a good job of building slowly towards the fantastical if you watch them. If you watch them like in the chronological, I mean, not the chron- in the order that they were released in, it does a really good job of slowly easing you closer and closer towards the idea of fantastical and wild and crazy powers. If you watch Captain Marvel as the third or fourth movie, second movie, whatever, you're going to be like, uh, that's out there. You know, I think that that's why I would not recommend watching it in chronological order. It makes sense. That, I mean, that makes sense. I feel like you should watch them how they came out. Yes, 100%. Like uh, Star Wars. That's the way they made them. Guys, thanks for joining me for this brief discussion. I just wanted to get, that's mainly what I wanted to get, you guys' perspective. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. If you haven't already, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. We drop two videos a week, so make sure you click that bell to get notifications every time we drop a new video. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Comic Book Cinema. And you can also find us on Facebook. John Paul, George, James, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, have a good one.